day the things which belong to thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Let's pray. Father, again, thank you for the good day that you've given us, Lord. I thank you for the two families that joined our church today, Lord. Lord, thank you for how your hand of blessing is upon us, Lord, and thank you for those that were saved. I pray again, Father, that you would speak to us tonight as you did this morning. I pray that again you would use our pastor and fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and I pray that you would speak to my heart, Lord, and each heart here. Lord, and I pray not only would you speak to us, I pray we'd be receptive to what we hear, Lord, and we would do it. Thank you for this time. Thank you for our church. Please keep your hand of blessing upon us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to my mom. She couldn't be here tonight. Just wanted to say that I love you, miss you, and hope you come home soon. <laughs> Oh, 
Well, I want to give a shout out to the young people. Don't they do a great job? Amen. They just do a great job. It's uh, just thrilling. I don't know about y'all. I'm weary, but I'm, I'm really excited. I am ex- excited about what God is doing. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but last several weeks, people were getting saved, people were getting baptized, people joining the church, and all while we can't get, we can't do anything. We ain't never here. It's it's amazing what God can do when we just get out of the way, and uh, and trust Him. And the truth is, God giveth increase. So we just uh, we just have to pray, be faithful. You know, it's not an excuse to not do anything, but the Lord knows when you can't, and He knows what you're, what you're doing, what you're up against, and, and so I just think the Lord's just been so incredibly good just to say, okay, take, take it easy, I'll take care of it, and, uh, and it's just amazing. Boy, I was so sweet, those both couples joining today, uh, I thought, uh, oh man, just all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, I got right here, Keenan and Tracy uh, Wilburn. Uh, Keenan talked to me before, and he said, I, he said, he said, I want to join the church, but man, I don't want to walk up in front of those people. And I said, it'll be okay. And, I, and he said, well, I don't know. And I said, I'll come get you. And he said, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, he, and I said, you know, you, you'll be okay. Just come join. So he, he got up, and then she wasn't going to get up. And he was like, you got to come with me. <laughs> and she, finally, they both came, and what a blessing. They, they joined our church, and then and then, uh, of course, we had uh, uh, Jerry, and I said, Jeffrey, Jerry and Jessica Hardgrove this morning, been coming for several weeks, and they told me last week they wanted to join, and I was told today there's somebody else that said they wanted to join next week. Cleveland Ford said he wanted to join uh, next week, and so uh, it is such a blessing. You know, people see it happening, see, uh, see it going on, and so in God's blessing, and things are really going wonderfully. I want you to look at, at this book of book of Luke, chapter 19. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is, this is going to be a, uh, a story and a really little good truth because I'm tired. But, uh, no, uh, uh, it says here in the very end of this, this amazing statement, but it says it comes to, to right... Uh, The next last verse says, when he was come near, he beheld the city and he wept over it. And the reason he wept over it is because the next verse, he says, saying, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they're hid from thy eyes. God just looked and said, if you just knew, if you just realized what God has for you. You know, I mean, that's that's really, I mean, it, it applies to, People in the church, there's some folks that, that maybe, uh, I hate to say it this way, but maybe during, you know, the transition, maybe gave up and, and went a different way. I, and, I, and I hate to say it to them, but I think sometimes God says, you know, if you just knew what's about to happen, if you just knew what's going to happen. And, and, he, and God just said, you know, it's, it's known. And he's weeping because he said, I can see it, but you can't. And uh, so, I'm going to give you a story because, you know, things could be different if we just knew how things were going to turn out, if we could see. 
You know, if we had a, a, a telescope that could, that could look into the future, well, first of all, we think that would be wonderful, but that'd probably be pretty scary. But if we had a telescope that we could look into the future, we'd probably react differently. And you ready? Here's a story. This is for the kids. This is for everybody. This is going to keep you awake. Amen? Here we go. I, was, uh, I, I moved up to northwest Indiana. Fifteen years I didn't hunt or fish. I, it's wicked. It's evil. Fifteen years I didn't hunt or fish. I mean, I just there was no place to go. I didn't have money even to buy a license. If I ever had a few extra dollars, uh, I, would, I would, you know, I needed to do something for my girls. I just had six daughters. They weren't into gutting a deer. Um, <laughs> That just, well, I don't know what was the matter with them, but they just didn't want to do it. And uh, now, I do know about every mall in America, amen? Uh, and I really don't know about the mall. I know about the coffee shop in the mall. But, uh, but so I didn't do it 15 years, 15 long years. And after 15 years, I had a buddy of mine. He's a big hunter, big fisherman, and he's the same guy. He's taking me a little bit everywhere. But he came to me, and he said, you need to go, you need to go deer hunting. And I said, man, never been. Because when I was growing up down here, they didn't have them around. We didn't have deer really around. We, we coon hunted and we rabbit hunted and we squirrel hunted and things like that. But we didn't deer hunt. And they, he said, you need to come. And I said, okay, let's go. And he said, uh, it's bow season. Well, I've never been deer hunting. And the only bow I ever shot when I was about 10 years old, I had one of those yellow uh, recurved bows from, from Sears that uh, we shot in unique ways, usually straight up. And so... Uh, but, um, but I, that, I'd never done it. So I, I was supposed to practice, and I didn't get to practice with him. We didn't get to go out there and, and do it and time and everything. So finally, the day come, we're supposed to go hunting. I borrowed a bow, and I didn't realize at the time it was some kid's bow. Uh, I really didn't know what I was doing. I've never shot a bow, but I'm going to go deer hunting. I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, something unreasonable. It's about 20 below zero. It's terrible. And I get up there, and I meet this guy. We drive to the location, we get there, and I'm starting to unload my stuff. And he said, you know what, don't even get your bow, just leave it here. You just climb up in the tree with me and watch me. Now, I don't know how you are, but I don't want to watch anybody kill something, okay? You know, look, if I'm going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to kill something. Uh, I, I, I want to be the one doing it. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. He said, no. He said, you know, just leave it here. You never even shot the thing. I said, I don't care. I mean, all you got to do is pull the string back and let her fly, and, and, and I might hit. And he said, uh, he said, no, you never done it. And then finally he looked at me. He said, he said, he said Bob, look, man. He said, I didn't want to tell you, but we drove across the line. We're in Illinois now, and you don't have an Illinois license. I said, what difference does that make? I don't have an Indiana license. <laughs> and so... Uh, he said, what do you mean? I said, man, we didn't get license in Tennessee. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, somebody come on our property, a game warden come on our property, he's in trouble, not me. And so uh, I, I, he said, man, you don't have license. So just finally we left the bow in there. We go in there. We go to this tree, and there's a up there about 20 feet up in the tree. It's a fork like this. And you go up to climb up that tree, got the rope hanging down and pull the bow up, and he's got the little ladders all on there. And, and I noticed, though, there was only one stand up there. You understand? I'd borrowed all these clothes and, and, and nothing fit. So he climbs up there. He sits down on the stand. I'm wondering, where am I supposed to sit? 
you know, because there's only one stand up there. So I start climbing up there. I get up there to about where he is, and all, my shirt's pulled up, and it's 20 below zero. It's blowing up my shirt. It's blowing up my legs. I'm freezing slapped to death. And I said, where am I supposed to sit? And he said, sit on that limb. Now, I'm over here, and he's sitting in a little stand. He's got a place where he's cushioned. He's sitting down. He even got a place for his feet to be. He's got everything. He's all ready. And I'm, I'm over on the other side of this fork, and I'm just, I'm hanging in the tree. And I'm sitting there about 15 minutes, and I'm about to die. I mean, I'm freezing to death. I'm just sitting up there, and everything that shouldn't be getting numb is getting numb. And, uh, and I'm sitting there, and, and I look at him, and I said, man, I'm about to die. And he looks, and he said, you can't stay that way. He said, tell me something I don't know, man. And um, he said, why don't you just sit down here where my feet are? I'll move my feet, and you sit down on the bottom of my stand. And I said, okay, anything, you know, I mean, I just, all I care about is just let's get done and get out of here. And so I go to sit down on that stand. Remember like this, he's over here on the stand. I'm, I crawl across here, and I come, and I sit down real easy, get all there, and I sit down right with his feet. As soon as I sit down, boom, that stand comes out of the tree. It snaps. We both come flying out of the tree. Now, you have to remember, we're about 20 feet up. And we come flying, and my thought, it's amazing what you can think. My thought is, uh, okay, he's going to die, okay, because I'm, I used to be in gymnastic, so I grab the first limb that comes by. I mean, I'm going down, and boom, I grab that limb, and I'm thinking he's going to die because Joe is 220 pounds of non-athletic ability. And I think, man, he's just going to crash and burn. You know, he don't even know how to land, how to fall, how to nothing. And, and all, I mean, this is all instantaneous. I grab this limb and bam, he hits me. He didn't grab the limb, though. He grabbed me. That dude grabbed a hold of me and he laps his legs around me, his arms around me. He's scrambling. He's hollering. We're both, ah! And I'm holding him going, Joe! And man, I can feel my arms about to come out of socket. I said, Joe, grab a limb. He said, I can't reach a limb. I said, son, you better grab a limb or you're going to grab the ground because we're both coming out of here. And he started climbing up me. I'm hanging and he starts pushing and he starts grabbing and he's pushing on my head, trying to push up. And, and I mean, he gets all the way up, puts his foot down on my ear and scrapes it down. I got blood coming out of my head where I hit the tree where he hit me, broke my glasses. I'm sitting there, I'm hanging. He climbs all the way up at me, and he's up in the tree. Now he's over here. When I finally swing around, get up, I'm back over here where his stand used to be. Now we're both in the tree. I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, this is not what I planned it to be. It's not at all. And Joe... Looks at, and I'm looking at him, and I just started laughing. And Joe looks at me and goes, what are you laughing about? He's whispering, like that's going to make a difference. He's whispering. I, I looked at him, I'm laughing. I, I said, man, can you imagine if somebody saw us in this tree and saw two guys in a camouflage hugging each other? I mean, that'd be weird. And so we're hanging, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I'm just laughing. He goes, then Joe goes, shh. Look for a deer. I think that, that man's crazy. We've been screaming, been hollering. The stand fell all the way out of the tree. Clang, 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 bam, bam, bam. 
And I looked at him and I said, are you nuts? He goes, shh, look for deer. I mean, he's doing this. I said, man, are you crazy? I'm talking out loud. I think, you nuts. There's not anything within 40 miles of here. We scared everything away. And he goes, shh, look for deer. I got to humor this guy because he's, he, he's lost his mind. I'm hanging in the tree. He's in front of me, so I can't see nothing that way. Your head only goes so far that way. The only place I could even look is I looked under my arm. And here's a tree. I'm hanging in it, and I look under my arm. And over there, about 30 or 40 yards, you will not believe it. About 30 or 40 yards was a 10-point buck. He's walking toward us. I'm sitting there, and I looked at John. I said, John. And he goes, shh, look for a deer. I said, Joe. He goes, shh. I said, Joe. And he goes, shh, I, I'm going to kill you, man. Shh. I finally went, I said, Joe. And he goes, what? I said, He finally, I said, give me the bow. He hands me the bow. That buck, you won't believe it, he walks under the tree. We're up in this tree. I'm hanging. He walks under the tree. Joe hands me the bow. I got it with one hand. I've never shot a bow with two hands. I'm hanging in the tree. I lap my legs around the limb and I grab hold to the bow, and there's that buck, and he walked right over here. And you ever seen those magazines, the poses? He walked over a 10-point buck, and he went. <laughs> it was amazing. And I, he was just standing there like 15 yards away saying, shoot me. And I'm hanging up in the tree, and I'm leaning back, and I'm trying, man, I get that, and the stinking arrow keeps falling off. And I get it and it fall off. And I pull it back and I started pulling and I couldn't pull the bow. I looked at Joe and I said, I can't pull the bow. And he goes, sissy. I said, <laughs> and I, what I didn't realize is that I couldn't twist my body enough so I'm pulling the bow into my body. So I couldn't pull it back. And I'm starting to think, okay, what are my choices now? I got to twist around a little bit, but I'm already hanging by my legs. So I thought, maybe I can just hang upside down. <laughs> I thought, maybe I'll just grab my knife and dive out like Tarzan. <laughs> and, man, I'm sitting in there, and, and I, I tried again. I couldn't pull I tried again. I couldn't pull He's standing there. I finally got so frustrated. Ten-point buck. Now, at this time in my life, first time ever deer hunting, I didn't know that that's kind of unique to see a ten-point buck. I got so frustrated, I turned and I went, ah! And you know he still didn't run away? I'm not kidding. I promise you, he just kind of strolled away like, what was that? It was the craziest thing in the world. Now, I came to realize after that that it's kind of unique to find a 10-point buck. 
that's pretty. Now, actually, when we, you come help me unload, I think sitting in the front seat of one of the trucks, which that's something I just realized, we've got to make sure I've got stuff loaded in the front seat. Your wife's got to find a place to uh, sit. Okay, so, uh, but I finally got a 10-point buck, amen? It took about five years to do it, but I got a 10-point buck. But, you know, you, you, when you've never been before, you don't realize how important it is to do some things in preparation. If I'd known I was going to see a 10-point buck, I probably would have practiced. If I'd known I was going to see a 10-point buck, I probably would have gotten a license, if I'd known I was going to see a 10-point buck, I probably would have gotten my own stand and I would have gotten everything just right so I could sit there and I could shoot that baby. If I'd known he was going to come there, I didn't know. I couldn't see it because it's in the future. Now, if we had a telescope that could look into the future, if you had one right now as your personal telescope of life, but this telescope only showed what you would have if you trusted God, believed God, followed God, if you continued to hope in God. Would you continue in hope if you could see the wonders that God had for you? If right now you could look into the future, and through God's telescope, it would zoom in and it would show you all that God had for you. Would you continue to serve God? Would that be a pretty good thing? Well, we have such a telescope. You see, I believe if you knew the end of the thing, we would act differently now. But we do. And like I said, it's going to be a really simple message. But Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I can look through this scope, this telescope of my future and know that I can abound in hope. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. I can look through this telescope of the future called the Word of God, and I can know that I can have peace, not confusion. In Romans 16, 20, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And you know, I can look through this telescope uh, uh, that God has given me, and I understand that I'm going to win this thing. We're, in the, we're, the, we're victorious. We're going to win over Satan. Philippians 4, 7 says, The peace of God which passes to all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I can have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. God's word says, look down here. This is what's available for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. God says, I've got so much prepared for you. And he says, I'm showing it to you right now. It's there. You can't, you can't even believe it. But God hath revealed them. Listen to this. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The spirit of God reveals to us what God has for us. Amen. 
2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind through God's telescope of the word of God. I can see that God has not given me the spirit of fear. You know what God's given me? He's given me power, and he's given me love, and he's given me a sound mind. Matthew 25, 21 says, his, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of that Lord. You know what? Look in your telescope right now. You can enter into the joy of the Lord. Proverbs 8, 17 and 18 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Boy, look at that one. Look down there and you say, can I ever see God? You seek him, you will find him. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. Romans eleven thirty three says, Of the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. God says, I've got so much for you. It's so amazing. He said, just look in the word of God and the promises of God. And the revelation of God. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. I love this psalm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. And listen to this. I can look through, if I'll just do what God says, if I obey his word, if I'll look through this telescope of the word of God, here's what I see for myself, for me, for my family. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God said, I'll prosper. I already know it. It's not a maybe. It's not a hope so. I already know so. All I got to do is obey. Can I tell you? That's how I believe what God's doing right now to this, this church. How, maybe we can't do all that we want to do. Maybe we can't uh, run and gun and, get, and, and start on things. I mean, God's, I believe God just started that Spanish ministry this morning. I mean, I'm just selling a couch, and a lady comes to church from selling a couch, and she can't even speak English. Bless God, but we have somebody who could. Whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. You have that telescope of the future. Then why do we not believe? That's just a, I mean, listen, when you look through that telescope of the future, that's just a very few of the promises of God. Read through the book. Get into the book and see the promises that he says. He says, look, you want to see the future? Got it for you right here. I got it for you. Oh, he says, yeah, there's some requirements. There's some things that you need to do. He never makes them impossible. He never makes them even hard. He just says, look, uh, look what we just read here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's just a choice. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. That's just a choice. Uh, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's just a choice. But watch this. But his law, delight is in the law of the Lord. That's a choice. And then the law doth he meditate day and night. That's really not that hard to do. And God says, watch. Whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. You have that telescope of the future, then why do we not believe? And here's 
The truth of this, I hope y'all don't mind getting out early tonight because I'm about to drop. Here's the reason, because we only look through the microscope of life. We take that microscope of life and we focus on the trials. We focus on the negatives. We focus on the corrections. We focus on the failures and we just look at them and we study them so closely. But if if we will walk with God and we will look at his through his telescope of the future we see the result of those trials we see the results of those corrections we see the results of those failures those disappointments you know we look and when we get focused on the negatives we get pretty discouraged And that's that microscope. You see every little germ. You see every little negative thing. And God says, quit focusing on that. He said, why don't you back up and see through my telescope. The telescope of the future. The telescope of the blessing. The telescope of what God has for us. It's all just an attitude. It's all just a Uh, the way we choose to look at life. Uh, Someone said to me in this past week, they said, Little Hooker, you and your family seem like have just gone through it and through it and through it. And I said, yes, we've also been blessed and blessed and blessed. And truthfully, we've not gone through anything any more than anybody else has gone through. Kenzie's have gone through quite a bit for a long time. A lot of people have gone through quite a bit for a long time. And we've had some some tough times. And and the truth is, any time any one of us starts to focus on the present microscope of the negative, boy, it'll just... Take you down. So, do you know what you do? Throw that slide away. Pull back and get to that big old telescope and look, peer down in it. And when you look in it, I don't know, anybody here enjoy looking at the stars, the creation? Or I'm, one of these days, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get me a real telescope. I'm going to get one. I mean, not a Mattel. I'm going to get me a real telescope. And just look. And God says, you got it right here. It tells you everything that's going to happen. We know how it all ends. And we always say that. Oh, we know how it's all going to end. But you know what? We know how it even, the journey. Because we, so many things, he'll tell us why these things are really going on. Why they happen. I love it, and I'm done. My, my wife was talking to my daughter, and just they were having a long conversation because, you know, they got seventh baby on the way, and here there's just so much emotional trauma has gone on because uh, Luke having his second heart attack, he's, he's going to be, you know, heart's damaged so much and going to be so weak for so long, and 
got a blood clot and and of course they they're really trying to do the blood thinners because they're warning them if you don't get this blood clot taken care of it could cause a stroke and she's living in fear my wife said I, I could I wish I could even say it like she did but basically don't look at what you're going through look what God's teaching you and what he's teaching her Jobeth told her maybe the Lord's just saying who are you really dependent on are you dependent on Luke or are you dependent on God and the truth is the Lord says when we're dependent on him any trial for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. A lot of people going through a lot of things. A lot of people in this room, day by day, you wonder, what will the diagnosis be? What will the results be? How many more surgeries? How much more will they have to do? The promise is here. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Father, I pray that you bless Lord Jesus. Thank you.